That's on Rad Femmes. Oh, okay. <laughs> on her side. Like, I don't know. There's always, it's just very busy. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone. That voice you're hearing, the sultry voice of Rad Femme Hitler, one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts, is here with us on Thoughts and Prayers this week. You want to say yeah. hi, Rad Femme Hitler, and tell us a little more <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hi, very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you know, I have a very uh, kind of chaotic account and people, some people get it and some people get mad and some people find it funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think of it as like my id and it's not always supposed to be that serious. It's just kind of whatever pops into my head at the moment. <laughs> It's really just a stream of consciousness. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with your account um, because I've I started fangirling out over you when you got into those battles with that slum boy. Oh, I remember name? that slum <laughs> slum dog gazillion RNA slurper. Yeah, or whatever. yeah <laughs> and I kept like taking pictures of it, and, like showing it to my boyfriend, and he like doesn't understand Twitter, so he didn't get it at all. But I was like, ah, oh, she just landed a, she just landed a blow. <laughs> I kept saying shit like that because you were just backing <laughs> me up during that. So I appreciate when you get into battles with like the right wing uh, bodybuilder types, the RWBBs. Yeah, well, they're a pretty funny bunch. Um, that kind of goes like way back to like BAP days. Um, <laughs> he... I don't know. Somehow he like, this is like, this is 2021. This is a minute ago when I was pretty new, but he got like wind of my account and I don't know. He like, he really had it out for me and it was kind of funny, but he ended up getting me banned um, because he had all his uh, like fanboys mass report me. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, he got banned that day and I was like laughing about it, kind of gloating like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and so they all got very upset and he was he was telling everyone that I was like a fed and it's confirmed that I'm paid by the government like $30,000 a year to post or something <laughs> which I don't know how I, I don't know how anyone believes that but let alone like I mean, he clearly just completely made that up like who would do that for I don't know like 30k is pretty that's like poverty wages <laughs> <laughs> he actually our our other friend i don't know if he did it but our other friend you're canceled oh yeah similar, was he? yeah yeah she had a similar thing happen to her where suddenly there was like all these fed allegations and she had like no idea where they came from yeah i remember that that was like this year um shortly after i was like back online i remember that happening to her and she was pretty upset about it i mean it's it's an upsetting thing um I don't really get that. Like, I don't know. What did the BAP people report you for? They just, I don't even remember. You can just report for like anything. And if enough people do it, like in a certain amount of time, like it just auto bans you. It just triggers something. 
I didn't realize that. So yeah, he like was in his Telegram group, like telling everyone, like I, I'm confirmed, I'm a Fed, and I get paid this and this much money to post these and these things, and I don't know. And they all just went, they all totally, you know, believed it and went berserk and got me banned, and it was it was pretty upsetting. But <laughs> I mean, you move on. How long? How long were you banned for? I mean, it was a permanent ban, so I had to like make a new account. Crazy. Oh, wow, crazy! Yeah, so yeah. I made one. I like waited for like two weeks because I was like upset, and then I went back on. <laughs> um, but like anyone could say that. Like I could sit here and I'm not saying this. Don't come ban me. But I mean, <laughs> I could I could just sit here and be like Baps a Fed. Like you know what I mean? Like anyone can say. Anything. I know. I know. Anything they didn't. <laughs> Oh, that's retarded. Well, what do you, so I was trying to describe to A, you're like, uh, over, how do you say that word? Over, over, oof. Is that how you say it? You know what I'm talking about? No, word. It's like a French word. It means like your, your vibe, I guess. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm sounding really retarded trying to say this. It's like O-U-E-V-E. You guys can deep. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not well versed on frog. So you guys, you guys can DM me what that, what that means. But, um, (laughs) like I, before we get into like a kind of some of our topics, I was trying to describe your vibe and like, we, we had a few questions for you. Like, do you consider yourself a radical feminist? And what does that mean to you? That was one of our first kind of like, like the memes kind of just for, like, it's just funny. Um, (laughs) it's not like real (laughs) you know it's i mean it's not like a complete it's not like completely off base right but it's um it's all supposed to be like hyperbolic yeah like i mean hitler yeah yeah exactly (laughs) how did you choose radfem hitler do you remember why or (laughs) did you just think it was funny (laughs) Yeah, it was like this joke. Um, basically, it was this. I was just like kind of laughing at the idea that um, a lot of these guys get very mad about the concept of hypergamy, but a lot of them are also posting about how they love eugenics. And it's kind of like <laughs> that doesn't really square. Like hypergamy. Wait, the- hyper hypergamy what is that like the idea that women date up oh okay okay they do talk yeah, about like stat- right. they seek they want- like higher status men okay right. and then, they and then the- they're in, they're, okay then they're also into eugenics okay that makes sense right so it's like how do you not like one but you like the other they kind of go hand in hand um hypergamy like would be a form of eugenics and it was just like this joke that like well actually hitler would be a radical feminist because <laughs> eugenics. I, think that, I mean i don't know a lot about hitler um to be honest but i do it does seem like from my general understanding of his philosophy that he would be into women dating i don't, I don't know right like uber uber munch aryan chads yeah <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't want them going for, like, some incel, like, crumbling in the corner. No, absolutely not. That's what's, that's why <laughs> it was just so funny to me that 
it just seemed like this very apparent um, contradiction. And it was just this joke I made that basically saying like Hitler would be the ultimate rad femme. I mean, obviously that's not true. It was just supposed to be silly. And then I was like, oh, that would actually make a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do think one thing I love about you on your, in your account is that you, um, you point out these contradictions in really hilarious ways often. (laughs) And it's really obvious to me that you're like, uh, like, I get what you're, I feel like I get what you're doing. Like, I feel like I get your like project, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it like, it, it just, it, yeah, it's funny. It's funny when you point out like they want this one thing, but they don't want this other thing. Or like, I liked a lot of, we could, I guess our first topic we could like talk about a little bit is like the child support thing. Because like, um, I remember you doing a lot of tweets about that or getting dragged for that or something. And like one thing I've laughed about a lot is how like in right wing, dude spaces they're kind of like oh why would you ever pay child support to your ex-wife who's cucking you with another man but i'm like isn't it like the most like pathetic pussy thing on the planet to like not pay for your like progeny to live like i don't know no i you were know doing some, you were doing some posts about that that were really cracking me up so <laughs> Yeah, it really is like it's because the philosophy at the end of the day it's just not coherent. Um like at all. And I, I'm all too familiar with it, unfortunately, because I used to be like a trad, you know, and slowly I just kind of realized like, there's just a lot here that just doesn't square. Like it, you say one thing, but then, you know, the next point you make just kind of directly contradicts it. It's not coherent. And especially when, <laughs> with the way they talk about like I don't know race and then the way they talk about gender it it really it's interesting how much it doesn't square because like with the child support thing they'll they'll say like oh that's like something like minorities do like have a bunch of baby mamas and all this stuff and like they abandon their kids you know they're saying like that's not something like white people do and this is like inferior and that's not what the Aryan race does. But then they're also saying like, I'm not going to pay for my children. (laughs) (laughs) Like if my wife divorces me, like I shouldn't have to pay for that. It's just, I don't know where, why they don't see like the contradiction there. Um, Like at all. It's, it's really bizarre. There's just always this notion that like, Oh, white people don't do that. But then I'm going to do that actually. (laughs) they're acting like this like fanta- fantasy of this black man they've created in their head. No, for real. I, and I had a mutual, <laughs> she's not on Twitter anymore, but she had a great account. Um, she's an Orthodox woman. And she talked about this before, how she said, it's really funny because I feel like the manosphere, um, she said, I feel like they act- the manosphere actually worships like the most negative stereotype of black men, actually. Like that's what they want to be doing um, <laughs> that they have in mind. So it is- Rad fam, you're get, you're touching on some of our friend Basil's takes. Uh, but yeah, finish your thought because it's funny already. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it's interesting. They build up this whole idea of like, this is white, this is black, but then they kind of, and this is, and that's bad but then they also kind of worship it a lot of the manosphere is really worshiping like the kind of the worst stereotype they have in mind of a lot of minority groups so it 
it is interesting how how much of it is just so incoherent. Um, but yeah, that's basically that's the general idea is that I've just noticed that more and more as time went on. And um, I don't know, once you kind of pick one little thread, you just kind of see it everywhere. Like it's hard not to, like, it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just like autistic pattern recognition or something. I don't know. (laughs) But if you, you see that it's really hard to unsee it. Um, You just notice it's just not consistent at all. That is a lot. Wait, go a ahead. lot of the right wing bodybuilder types are also funny to me. And I feel like this is like a thing like that, like Perry talks about or stuff, but like how they're so obsessed with like masculinity and like being an alpha, but like the way they do it just comes off so gay. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> it is, it's um someone, I don't know who coined it. I mean, obviously like someone else, had already coined AGP a long time ago, like um, autogynophilia, but someone said they have like autoandrophilia <laughs> or like yeah. male to male trans <laughs> is the idea. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a gayer. Well, first off, I just wanted to, I quickly want to say that your point about them worshiping this like uh, f- fantasy, like hyper masculine black guy is, is so smart. Um, and I do think that that ties into our friend Basil's points about like cuck porn. So just, (laughs) but I do feel like there's so much cuck porn. That's like literally that, right. It's like this, like hyper masculine, like big dicked black guys. Yes. No, (laughs) because they're also very obsessed with this idea. It comes up constantly. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, that white woman, she's probably dicked down. Like, 50 black guys you see this constantly and it's like i don't know where you're even getting that worldview that like because most vast relationships are um intraracial like it particularly with white people they actually i think have like the lowest rates of dating outside their race so it's like this weird obsession and fascination and it because it's so not aligned with reality you just have to assume that it's like the lady doth protest too much. It's like, no, I think that's not actually what's happening. That's some, that's what you want to happen. Like you're, you clearly like it. Like you're clearly watching this a lot. I don't want, I'd be like, I'd be very worried to see these guys like porch, uh, porn search results, you know? Um, Oh, it's, it's disgust. It's absolutely, it's a hundred percent disgusting. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind, but yeah, they do, they do want it. They do, they want to kind of be those guys. And they also have this like weird, uh, yeah, this weird fantasy about those men living the lives they want to live vis-a-vis this kind of like cuck porn (laughs) thing. Um, Well, don't a lot of these guys also like, claim that they don't watch porn or you know what i mean oh yeah they they're all very anti-porn and they're very and i'm against it too but for very different reasons probably uh, definitely um they're against it because it like makes their dick stop working (laughs) but the reason that they are talk about it so much and they're so obsessed with it it's because like they have a problem with it they clearly watch it like even more than the average dude. Obviously most men watch it, um, but they don't talk about it so much. And I think it's because they just, I don't want to say they do it in a quote 
healthy manner because I'm not like pro porn, but they do it in a much more like reasonable fashion. I guess they they just don't they're not like obsessively using it as much. Like they don't have an ad- full on addiction, and I think that's why most men just I don't know they're just not they don't really talk about it that all that much in their day to day life, let alone on Twitter all day. Um, and well, I think. I think for- and it's not a big part of their life. But right, exactly. Talking, it's not this big part of their life, not thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're talking about it all the time, it's now become a really big part of your life. Right. That's, yeah, it's indicative of that. Right. And I, just from my own personal experience of being around a lot of like online traditionalists um, and knowing a lot of women that were married to these guys, um, <laughs> there is a big problem with porn addiction in like uh like evangelical kind of christian communities it just seems like almost all these guys have a are full-on addicted to it um so a lot of the people i would say that a lot of the men at least that protest it the most it's always such a red flag to me um i don't know like men being um particularly invested a lot in any topic has now become kind of a red flag to me it's like <laughs> you're this invested because something is like going just dis- like something's dysfunctional yeah the psychosexual exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and if you're just and it's like no i bet like the average guy who maybe watches like I bet like a lot of men, honestly, even married men watch porn like once a week at least or whatever but like the guys mm-hmm. who are just watching like normal ass like a big boobed woman or whatever right. like you know like they don't it's like shut it's up like, flipper <laughs> it's like it's not a it's not a big part of their identity but like you know these guys that are talking about it all the time are watching like the sickest like weirdest crap you know what i mean like they're not oh, just watching sure. like a regular like bimbo fied uh you know porn star having for sex sure. or- yeah it's getting weird for them <laughs> Like you said, like there's a, probably a lot of cuck porn going on. It's probably a lot of interracial cuck porn. A lot of incest porn. Um, why are you? I'm against porn too. I've, I'm not saying I never watch it. I've never claimed that, but I do think it's like generally bad, and I think it's kind of like a psyop that. Um, I, I think it's really weird that there's just like rampantly available free porn for everyone <laughs> from eight to ninety. But um, what is your what is your anti porn like? Where does that come from for you? I mean, obviously, it's deeply exploitive to the quote unquote. Yeah, for me, I'm against it just for very much like typical kind of actual radical feminist reasons. Even if I'm not like properly one, because I'm not a Marxist, and to be like a radical feminist, you you kind of do. Um, I'm not, so I can't really like use that word. Like I said, it's an exaggeration, Um, but. As to my reasons for being as porn, it does stem from those reasons, like from like a radical, actually properly radical feminist um, point of view and that it's exploitative. Um, and it's, I don't like, I, beyond that, it's just, it's, I think it's so, it just rots the soul. Like it, it really, I don't know. I find it so like painful and hurtful to think about that. It's obviously it's an industry that's built off of, you know, very exploited young women. They're usually, I mean, the stats in it are really bad. Like these women, 
their life expectancies are really low. They're typically put on drugs. They're groomed into it from a young age. You know, it's not, it's a horrible existence. Um, it really is like a form of just some of the really the kind of a brutal slavery. Um, but not just the people who, beyond the fact that it's exploiting like the actual, you know, actresses that are in it, it's really harmful to people who watch it too. Um, yeah. and it, it also harms even women who aren't in it, who aren't like, you know, the performers. Um, because it, we know there's a lot of data on this. It does shape men's view of women and it, for the worse. It destroys intimacy. It, um, it increases men's, it, it's been shown to increase like men's like kind of violent tendencies towards women. Um, it makes, it makes a sexual relationship, like usually it, it, it makes the quality of a sexual relationship worse. Um, because it doesn't really portray real sex. It's not how people, most people <laughs> have sex or desire sex, particularly women. So it, I really do think it's an intimacy destroyer. And it it indirectly causes a lot of violence towards women too. And a lot of serial killers have even actually talked about how porn really, you know, influenced them to... Oh, Kill yeah, women, like like Ted Bundy, you know it's pretty sick stuff. It's not. It, it, maybe there's. I'm not gonna say like every instance of it is completely bad or evil or that there's absolutely no benefit to kind of having, you know, erotic some sort of erotic form of media like that. But the however it exists now, it's not. Um, it's not conducive to anything healthy or good. And overall, I think it's just such a drain on society and it's such a, it's such a detriment to women. There's almost like a weird MK ultra kind of component to it too. Yeah. Why is it free everywhere? You know what I mean? Like, how does that make sense? You know? And like, I don't know, like our, our friend, Billy, talk, like his, like th there's no barrier to entry. Like, None. Yeah. Yeah. Like you used to at least have to go and like have an awkward conversation with the cashier or something to get porn, you know, like now. Right. <laughs> and having no, I, I, mean, I, I, yeah, I think I was going to say that cause you know, I keep bringing up Dave McGowan, but like I read program to kill and he writes about all these um, serial killers and how they, Basically, his th have you read it, Radfem? No, I haven't read that. His, his thesis is basically like the U.S. government never like very quickly. They had this program in Vietnam called Project Phoenix, where they would like terrorize villages with by like basically committing serial murders in the villages. Like the soldiers would do this, um, like ritualistically and whatever. And his argument is that they just brought that back to the U.S. and they've kind of been like manufacturing serial killers in the u.s and he talks a lot about how um the kind of ubiquity of porn is part of that right because if you just flood the market with all this free porn like for most people it, it might damage their psyche and it might damage their the, their like pair bonding with their partners and things like that but you're gonna also hit the like ted bundies right like you're gonna that that tidal wave of porn is going to get to them too. So 
I definitely think there's like a weird government op aspect of it to, to create more violence. Yeah. Honestly. I've kind of thought that too. I've always likened it to um, MK Ultra, actually, because it, it is a weird, like, kind of mind control. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the fastest way to shape people is through trauma, right? That's the whole kind of premise of how MK Ultra like worked, and particularly sexual trauma, um, and especially at a young age. There's something about it that just completely breaks people and makes you so malleable to whoever's doing it to you. Um, it's, it's, you know, sexuality is a very powerful force. Um, obviously, that's why people have been trying to <laughs> kind of control it for a long time. But yeah, it's, porn's definitely a form of, of mind control. And it, it's scary that it's, it's become as accessible as it is like the average age of um exposure to it for boys is something like eight or nine years old like it's absolutely insane do you have you heard of we've talked about this in the pod before but have you heard of sissy hypno porn (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) i wasn't sure of like how much of a meme that is and how much of it is like real though well, I, I went and watched some, like not a lot, obviously, but I was I was genuinely curious. So yeah. I so I Googled it and like watched, you know, like a few I clicked on a few videos. Um and it was weird and scary how uh yeah, like MK Ultra it felt. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's this weird voiceover that's like, you wanna you wanna suck the dick. You wanna <laughs> you want to have the pussy and then it's like pussy 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 it's like it's like it's like echoing and stuff like that and i'm just like you know and it's like and now like you know uh andrea longshu and these like trans writers who i actually i do think andrea longshu is really smart even though i think like you know whatever her conclusions are wrong but um you know they talk about how like sissy hypno porn like really basically was the biggest thing like the biggest part in their journey to like becoming trans you know really? um yeah they like they've written all these articles about about it um i can send you some but i'm just kind of like that is weird that like kind of like <laughs> vanguard gender ideology people like hyper online gender ideology people are saying that this was a big part of their journey to becoming trans you know That's so frightening <laughs> it's scary to me. That's what I mean, though. Like, things of a sexual nature can can really, I don't know, like, form you. It's kind of insane. Like, it's, especially with men, because it's so, obviously men have all this testosterone and they're so, <laughs> like, horny. And you can really, like, take that energy and use it to, form them like kind of in your image to the point where you can make them even trans now. Like you can turn them into quote women. Like that's completely nuts to think about. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I've always, obviously men, the patriarchy, like women have suffered a lot at the hands of men, but I also think a lot of women um, realize that they have that, that power right like they have this thing that 
men really, 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 really want. And they can, and they can use that uh, to their advantage too. And I think the most honest women I've met in my life are able to like admit that they do that too. You know what I mean? That like, like not, not that men, not, not that they don't say that obviously they believe men can victimize women. And I don't know a single woman who hasn't been victimized by men at some point, but they also are like, yeah, of course I use my sexuality. Um, why wouldn't I? Yeah, well, why, why wouldn't you use that if it's at your disposal? You know? Yeah, it, it, it is powerful and it is like a type of currency. Of um, course. And I also think it's what's weird about sex. Um, and another, we keep mentioning friends of the pod, but our, our friend Geo Titties on Twitter mentioned this, like, uh, you know, sex really bonds you to someone, even casual sex, which especially for women which is why I think women hate casual sex most of the time because, you know, they have this intense emotional bond. Um, And she was talking about like, that's why sexual assault is so evil because you're like, you're sort of like force bonded to this person who did something violent to you. And I think that that kind of plays into the whole porn thing too. Like what are these people doing these performances on camera? You know, like obviously that's, that's that yeah like sex bonds you to someone but they're doing this very like kind of shallow imitation of it you know so yeah um there's a lot of talk about like you know sex and bonding and particular with women on the right um but i do i don't i i it does bond you that's true um but there's the idea that it like doesn't really for men, I don't, it doesn't necessarily, well, it doesn't necessarily for everyone. It, I think it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that women just don't want to have sex with people they don't like <laughs> as much as men do. Like men are much more willing to do that. Um, so that that's kind of a big factor of it. But I also, it's not that, sex necessarily like men don't necessarily bond through it but i do think that there are a lot of downsides to men having a lot of casual sex because it's not that they necessarily become so bonded from it but they are i feel like men are trying to purposely almost train themselves to view it in this like really callous way and that like casual sex is kind of training themselves to almost not be able to bond through it like at all i do think that they absolutely like damage quote their pair bonding through doing that too much um especially the way that they they treat casual sex which is that it's like they're getting away with something and it's like i don't know this game this kind of power dynamic and you like i was saying before like sex is so it's, it makes you so malleable and it really is a way to bring, like change who you are and change your own values. And I think if you're treating it so callously, it makes you more callous, like in general, in your, in your day-to-day life. Um, I do think yeah. it makes men like, I don't know, just like meaner and nastier and it, it less capable of having a healthy relationship when they do actually find someone that they want to be with for life. Like it, that that's going to damage you. Yeah. Well, Maybe like to, not- to have a lot of casual sex as a man, it almost like 
forces you to kind of like hone your sociopathy or something like and that's what I, I never really liked it because it's like like you're saying like women generally don't have sex with a guy that they don't like so then if i'm not interested in them but they like me then i've got a you know there's these feelings that i have to reckon with in some way or just suppress it ignore it and try it and you know become yeah totally callous to it so yeah that that's that's the word i'm looking for too is it it kind of does make you it forced you to be a little bit more of a sociopath. And I think a lot of these guys in the manosphere, this idea that they're just going to be able to run through all these women really callously and kind of make themselves increasingly more sociopathic. And then they turn 40 and then, but they'll just be able to be a great partner and like really committed and loving to her once like they're ready. And I just don't think it actually works that way. I think that's really deluded. (laughs) No, it definitely, it definitely does not work that way yeah um and i think that like you know they they love to talk about the wall or whatever (laughs) love to be like empty empty egg cartons for women um but i'm like they're they're hollowing out their own ability to be a good partner um, you know through all this shit too and it's like Maybe that's the male wall. You're such a husk of yourself emotionally that you can't even <laughs> yeah. you can't even like deliver being a husband, let alone a good father. Right. You know. How are you supposed to connect with anyone when all of your I don't know, most of your relationships with the opposite sex in any sort of romantic context have been so cruel? <laughs> Do you <laughs> Do you have kids, Radfam? I don't remember if you've mentioned that on the timeline. Do I have what? Do you have kids? I have uh, one son. Yeah. One son. Okay. Yeah, I'm divorced. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought I thought you might have mentioned that before. So. Yeah. Um, I like to bring that did, up. A lot. <laughs> did your own divorce kind of inform some of these views you have about all this? Do you think, or? Well, it definitely like. I'm not gonna lie and be like, no, it it didn't affect me. <laughs> of course, it did. But I was. Well, I, I think that's an accusation that's levied at you a lot. So I want to yeah. give you a chance. To, I want to yeah. give you a chance to clear the air. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I was already starting to have these thoughts before I even got married. Um, I had like a pretty big um, kind of falling out with that whole community when I just. I don't want to get into the whole details of it, but I just kind of realized that there, it wasn't. None of it was real. Um, None of these people really earnestly believed this stuff. And they were just as kind of cruel and fucked up and messed up as, you know, these, quote, coastal elites that they like to talk about. And they were really dysfunctional and they were (laughs) really not good people, like, at all. And I just, you realize it's so empty and it wasn't, like I said, it was. I was starting to notice like just a lot of inco- inconsistencies, and that it just wasn't like an actually well thought out worldview. And a lot of it was just predicated on a total lack of experience, um, and just lack of empathy. And yeah, I just I started, I started to kind of come away from that, and then. 
I got married and I just started to notice like those thoughts and those doubts I were having. I mean, it was applying to my own marriage. Like it was, it was very much like coming true uh, that the values that I thought I had were not, they were really not serving me like at all. They were actually really hurting me. Um, yeah. Well, like submissive trad waifu uh, notion. And I realized like, wow, this really only works if you have like such an upstanding, great guy. <laughs> And like most people just aren't that, especially when you're in your 20s. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, a, it's much more realistic to just actually have a partnership with someone and to kind of figure that out together. Uh, submitting to some 25 year old that <laughs> knows nothing about the world <laughs> is insane. Yeah, it's true. It's like, as with many things, uh, the trad lifestyle only works in like a perfect kind of idealized yes. sense. Not yeah. in like, not in like a reality. And I think that what, one thing that's funny about, uh, and then maybe after this, we can pivot to like the idol or something. Um, but like, I just, I think one thing that's interesting about the, all the trad stuff is that, um, I just don't think that like whatever they're hearkening back to, I don't really know, but like whatever they think they're hearkening back to, like those people were not having these like autistic conversations about. <laughs> no. Stuff, you know what I mean? Like they were just like, that's just what they were doing. And that's just was like how it was, but they weren't like, yeah, they weren't spurging out about it. So I just find it funny that like, they're trying to hearken back to this like quote unquote simpler time but it's like that time is gone and those right. people didn't have to spurg out about all this, you know? Like, they live under completely different conditions too. It's like, right. I don't think you can just copy and paste what people are doing in like a agrarian society to a like post-industrialized <laughs> one. Like that just doesn't make any sense. You think about it for more than two seconds, you're like, yeah, uh, people did that because they had to like logistically like this is just the only thing that really worked <laughs> what else are they gonna do it had to be like hoeing the fields and the right. and someone and someone had to be like inside with the babies and it's like they literally just did it because that's truly like they were forced into it by yes. basically it, poverty essentially yes. <laughs> you know it's like well i, I don't know like my grandparents came to this country to kind of get away from being really poor <laughs> and being able to have more options. And I'm actually really thankful for that. I, I like being an American. I like living in the West. I like living in a modern country where I have more options to do things. And I, I don't know. There's just, there's such, I call them like Disney conservatives because there's such this very idealized view of the past. And I think a lot of these, people think it's gonna, I don't know, they think they're gonna be like a Disney princess or something. And it's just not like that. First of all, those people, those, those stories you read, they're about the wealthy of that time. Um, so they're already exceptional, even in their own time. Um, you're not an aristocrat. And <laughs> you also don't live in like the Middle Ages, you live now. And there's some great things about living now. And it's not all bad. I there's a lot of things that modernity has given to you that you should really be more thankful for. I talk about this actually a lot in regards to abortion because, you know, 
there's a lot of talk in the kind of e-right about abortion being very evil and they want to avoid as much as possible. And I'm pro-choice, but I, I, I do not believe in gloating about abortion. I do think it's like a sad decision that people are kind of forced into making and I, it's serious. I don't want to gloat about that at all. Um, I don't like the callousness that some of the people on the left have about it, but it's kind of just a necessary thing. And in the past, it was even more necessary to the point where, you know, people killed their own babies all the time. It was considered very normal. And we have all these modern things and we have all this wealth now that's actually allowed us to, to have like a completely different morality <laughs> surrounding these things. Like ancient people, that was just a fact of life for them. And it was quietly accepted. Now that's so beyond the pale. Right? That quiet. Didn't ancient cultures, like if the baby was deformed, they just like left them in the woods and stuff? Like, wasn't yeah, it and sometimes like- it was just outright accepted and sometimes it was quietly accepted. But it was never like, no one was getting mad about it. You know, no one was upset about it. It was just a fact of life. And it's nice that we live in a time where that doesn't have to be the case. It's nice that we live in a time where people find that so abhorrent. I'm glad <laughs> about those things. Those are nice things. So I don't know. It's there's just a lot of there's these people just they don't really live in reality and I think that they're not really thankful for what they have and maybe they need to stop and count their blessings for a moment. It's well, not really all weird cuz it's like if if you were really trad just period like you wouldn't you wouldn't be on Twitter. That you too. Mean, yeah, like <laughs> So and it's so it's becomes it's like you're not even doing the thing that you're saying you're doing you're just kind of performing it for an online audience. You yeah, know, it's a very it's so it's sort you're of like fundamentally your, anti-trad. You're having your kids hold the jars of organic honey that you're trying to sell or whatever. But oh yeah, like I I <laughs> I always make that joke about how like I you know I grew up in the south. And I have plenty of friends. I mean, I'm gay, so I've lived a very different life. I moved to a, the big city to shop and, you know, do coke or whatever I plan on doing. <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, my friends who are straight and, like, still living in Texas, like, they all just, like, got married and, like, had kids, many of them, the ones I went to high school with. And they just have, like, 10-year-olds now. And they're and I guess they are trad. They go to church every weekend and all that shit, but they're not, like, on Twitter talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's funny because, like, the trad lifestyle is actually kind of, like, the normal lifestyle in a lot of America. Like, a lot of, like, middle-class people in smaller towns and smaller kind of, like, regional cities, like, do just get married in their 20s and have kids, and they are, they believe in, Jesus like yeah. that's that that's actually that actually is like a lot of America it so. is it's just their normal day-to-day life and it's not like an aesthetic and it's not a political movement it's it's just their lives yeah like my dad and his wife moved to Indiana and like literally like when I go to like the Chili's in uh Indiana or wherever we go um love chilies i'm not trash again i'm just saying like <laughs> it's like that's that's who's around me like it's a bunch of people my age they're in their mid-30s they have like 10 year olds and they're just like you know that's they're just doing it i also think it's funny i got like dragged once on twitter because so i actually have my dad i guess like sort of maybe is a little bit of like a chad or whatever i don't know he's like a high <laughs> in, he's like a high income 
white guy who like did have family one get divorced messy divorce from my mom and then like in his late 40s started family two with a much younger woman um <laughs> not saying he's like you know i mean i love my brothers and i, I love yeah. my dad and i love i love my stepmom like all all i'm not like bitter about it um but i'm like the guys who get to do that are these like super high income like corporate guy yeah. you know what i mean and, like, and like yeah and, and i put that on twitter once and i got like dragged by all these like incels like oh what what do we we have to we have to do even more and i'm like no i'm just pointing out to you that like a very small percentage of men can even do that like a very small like my dad had to keep paying child support on me and my sister to my mom while he was starting his like family too okay. you know <laughs> like it's not easy to do it takes a lot of fucking money to do it's that not. You know? i i've <laughs> I brought that up too. And I I think a lot of people have kind of noted this, like, you know, that most men will never, (laughs) most men do not peak in their forties and will be able to do things like that. And it's just really funny because again, there's such a disconnect that they, they tell women they're delusional for wanting like a a high income chat. Cause that's only like 0.00% of the population or whatever. But then they all think that they're going to become that guy. It just doesn't really, you know, it, it doesn't make much sense if it's delusional for women to think that they're easily going to find that guy because he's so rare. Then it's delusional for you to think you're going to become him as well. Because again, it's not, it's not like common. It's, you're talking about a small percentage of men. <laughs> It's hard to do and you have to have a lot of luck and most people and most, most men or women who are, you know, doing stuff like that, making shit tons of money, making $500,000 a year or more. Like those are people who, I hate to say it, they were already like that from the time they were like 16 on. Yeah. Like going, they're like going to Harvard, they're going to Wharton business school, they're doing all the like, you know, on that path. Yeah. Yeah, they probably were raised in rich families already from the very beginning. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, it's like, yeah, you're you're kind of it's again like the the cope about the aristocrats. Like you're pining after like the modern day aristocrats who like no one really gets to be. Yeah, it, uh, basically all they're proving is that it's nice to be rich. Like, yeah, <laughs> when we all love that, but most people don't get to live that life yeah it does that is isn't that what it all boils down to all of all twitter takes are just really it's nice to be rich yeah (laughs) true it's definitely true um do you want to talk about the idol a little bit because i'm excited to talk about it a hasn't seen it but i was i was was describing the show have you seen both episodes i have yeah i've seen both episodes i I watched them both like twice because i had to rewatch it with my boyfriend he kept like falling asleep <laughs> um, so we were watching them like late at night not really into it either i kept being like no like trying to he's like what is the storyline like, he's like why have i heard this song about bdsm like seven times yeah <laughs> i do uh, love the song <laughs> i love the song too it's actually on spotify um <laughs> Do you want to tell, like, what what are your initial thoughts about it? We'll just, we'll do this for people who, if you haven't seen The Idol, this part of the pod probably won't be that fun. But I bet a lot of people who listen have seen it, actually. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, so 
you know, I read ahead of time while people were mad about it and particularly like, you know, Zoomers. And I get why they're kind of going into it hostily just because Sam Levinson is definitely kind of a creep. Um, a lot of people in Hollywood are like, <laughs> that's pretty normal for that space. And I get why people get upset at euphoria. Um, I do think there's a weird obsession with constantly having to show people that are supposed to be like 16, like having sex. I don't think we need a lot of that. Um, so I, I get it. But in this case, she's an adult. She's a pop star. It's not high school students. So it's a lot less offensive and at least in that regard. Um, so I don't, yeah, she's like a wealthy adult woman. Yeah, she's, a, she's fully an adult. So I don't, I don't think it's the, biggest deal <laughs> she's like naked on camera um but i'm not like i'm not mad about the sex scenes i just find them cringe <laughs> <laughs> right like they're just they're actually so not sexy that's really the most offensive part of it yeah they're really they're really de-eroticized like i was joking i was telling a a little bit about it before you came on and i was like joking about how it's like there's this I was saying there's this whole scene where he's like 10 feet away from her and kind of like ordering her to do things like make your throat wet for me and stuff like that and I was just like laughing about it because I'm like what why are you 10 feet away from the person you're having sex with like <laughs> having her put her fingers down her throat and being like I'll I'll come over soon like you just do that 10 feet away from me <laughs> like you know what I mean it's like it's really not sexy. It's not. Know. It was so awkward. And I can't take him seriously as like a sexual person. Like <laughs> all the zoom ins on his face when he's like saying these things. He just, I don't know. He just looks like this little goblin. It's so awkward. I don't buy it. I don't buy that he's like this Chad daddy, like telling her what to do. Rat tail. Rat tail. Yes. It's so <laughs> gross. So gross. I mean, listen, like, I think that, like, there could, like, I've, I've had some guys who are, like, really controlling and dominant in bed, and, like, it can be very hot, but, like, you really have to have a vibe to you pull do. that off. Yeah. He's, he doesn't he's pull not, it off. No, he's not pulling it off. It just, I just, it just makes me laugh. Like, I'm not, I'm not offended. I'm just laughing. Like, it just, it comes off as funny, and I think the show is just kind of, like, descended into camp at this point, and there's not really, like, much of a plot. Like, the first half of the episodes are kind of good, but then they they go to her relationship with her in the, the weekend or whatever, Tedros, and then from there, it just completely unravels. Like, nothing's really going on. They're just having these really weird kind of stilted conversations and then, like, very awkward sex. Yeah, and they're never, it's, like, funny, too. Well, he, he, the reason I wanted to talk about it is I went to Icarus Fest this weekend, and a lot of the, pan, there was a compact mag panel, panel, and then there was the Perfume Nationalist uh, did a talk, too. Um, I don't, I don't, I have no opinions about any of these people. I'm just telling you what I listen to for, mm -hmm. as, like, a, as a full-blown anonymous audience member. But they were, um, they were talking about how, you know, they were talking about Blonde and then The Idol and how there was, like, such a barrage of, like, bad press before each of these things that, like, you couldn't even go in and just, like, make, formulate your own opinion about yeah. it. Because 
you already knew what the ideological bent of the like critique was going to be. Yeah, right? supposed to say, yeah. I, I do think that's like not great. Like, I don't love that about like our culture now that like people view everything through just like, you know, whether it's sexist or racist or not or whatever. But um, so I ignore all that <laughs> stuff. I just watch stuff and try to see what I think of it. Yes. But I agree. I find the I find the the parts about her trying to kind of like reinvigorate her career after this like trauma to be really uh, kind of compelling. And then I find her relationship with him <laughs> to be very not. Yeah. The, the so. first part of the episode is usually about you know her career and everything. That's pretty interesting, and that could be you know, that actually is a plot and it's interesting to watch and see where that could go. Um, but it just always seems to unravel when they, <laughs> she starts like, I, I think I like the earlier parts of the episodes because at a, we won't, we won't do this for too long. I promise. Yeah. But I think I like the earlier parts. <laughs> you're, you're, you're enjoying. Okay. Yeah. I like the earlier parts of the episodes because I like thinking, I, you know, you, we don't realize, but like, all these pop stars that we think of that we love or that I love as a gay man are like so managed. Right. And I like how you really see that in the earlier parts of the episode. You're like, Oh, there's like a team of like 15 to 20 people at all times, like orbiting this person and kind of like manufacturing her and like making her, you know, do uh, things because she's going to make, both herself and everyone else, a lot of money, right? Like that's like what it's about. It's a mm-hmm. business. Um, so I find that interesting. And I wonder how true that is to the, I will say Sam Levinson, who's also Jewish, you're not really beating the Hollywood um, anti-Semitic mm-hmm. allegations. Because <laughs> every character is Jewish except for the star. Um, it's oh like, God, the, yeah. like the Shiksa star run by like the Jews. That's <laughs> I was actually thinking about this recently because of Taylor Swift and like how everyone's obsessed with Taylor Swift and like there's these weird stories about people getting amnesia from her concerts (laughs) and shit and and like how I don't know these pop stars like they almost don't even seem like real people like they're just these perfect performance robots and then you can also see like I don't know if y'all like watch like Britney Spears's like Instagrams or whatever yeah. TikToks or whatever, but yeah. she just seems like a weird, such a limited sort of um, consciousness, or I don't know. And then you saw what happened with like Michael Jackson and shit too. You know, I just yeah. feel like they're yeah, like almost just up. Uh, yeah, they're almost completely managed it seems like yeah and i think in the they're trying to like compare her story is supposed to be kind of like britney's in the idol yeah yeah Yeah. and like she's she's even from like i don't know i don't know if she's supposed to be from the south but she's supposed to be from like bumfuck somewhere and like they just like took her out of a cornfield found her (laughs) put her on a stage and yeah she's got like all these like Jewish managers around her like, <laughs> telling her what to do. It's, I don't know what it, he's, I guess he's just got a, like, a, like you were saying, he's really leaning into that whole uh, stereotype. He's not helping the allegations. 
No, he's not. It's so funny. It's like every single character is Jewish. Oh, except for Rachel Senat, who is who's is definitely playing Jewish in the show. But I found out shockingly is not Jewish. Oh, even though really? Yeah, she's definitely playing like a <laughs> Jewish person, but she's wow. she's she's a Boston Catholic. Oh no way. It was shocking to me. It's, yeah. It's, her breakout film is called Shiva Baby. I was like, I don't know, but yeah, she's she's got that Jewish look, but she's a uh, She's built she's her not. career on Jew face. Yeah, she's yeah, doing that's real. Yeah. <laughs> doing two face there's a couple <laughs> actors like that actually i can't think of who but there's there's a couple times where i've i really thought someone was jewish like that and that they kind of always play like a jewish coded character and then it turns out no not at all they're like italian or something the funniest one of those people is like how Whoopi goldberg tried to slide in with that last name <laughs> 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 she wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that that really didn't work. Anyway, yeah, I I think the show's weird. I don't think it's gonna do. I I mean, I I don't think it's gonna do that well. I think the weekend is gross, but I think anyone that's surprised he's gross has never listened to his music. Like, um, his music is all kind of like that. It's like very smutty and it is very smutty. Yeah, so I'm not surprised. But like, I also like totally reject this idea that Lily Rose Depp is like being taken advantage of. I'm like, she's Johnny fucking Depp's daughter. Like Mm -hmm. she is a rich adult woman who's like choosing to participate in this project. So I I reject this. Like some of the zoomers are like, Oh no, Oh no. Lily Rose Depp being taken advantage of. And I'm like, no, she's doing what people have done for time immemorial. And she looks incredible. And she's, doing something quote-unquote edgy or controversial to get more famous like that's what she's doing you know yeah hollywood is exploitive to literally like every actor and actress like that's just kind of the deal the people who are being the least exploited though are definitely the ones that are sons and daughters of people who already have yeah right like if anyone's doing okay it's it's them they're yeah i'm not like full power already yeah i just am not worried about johnny depp's daughter having a hard like being like the most exploited she has more protection and yes like and like power than almost any other person trying to break into that you know yeah my guess is she's fine perfectly fine i'm more worried about that uh that k-pop star that's in there (laughs) Oh, I like her though, Jenny from a yeah. But game. yeah, they're they're definitely more exploit, like far more exploited out there in like Korea. You know, they they kind of take these kids at like thirteen from like the streets and then just put them in these schools and like train them all day. Like that's some wild shit. Um, yeah, it's it's mad fascist. I yeah. was reading all about it. They like make the girls eat like, like no food. <laughs> 100 calories a day and stuff like that and then they just like they just like dance them to death yeah, yeah. k-pop is k-pop is the most the the right-wing people on twitter should look toward that because that's like the most fascist industry there is they're just like, <laughs> yeah why aren't they more into that everyone who's into k-pop's like pretty lit they should the fascists should start getting into k-pop I mean, honestly, I think feel like American whatever of Hollywood is like basically the same thing. Like they have the Mickey Mouse Club pipeline, you know, where they get these 
all Justin Timberlake. Yeah. yeah, it has yeah. gotten. I feel like it has gotten more more tame though. Like Korea is still kind of going through that phase. Like there's a lot more protections in Hollywood. Um, actually, a lot due to like Ronald Reagan back when he was an actor. Um, you know, they created like all those hmm. unions and guilds and stuff. Um, but it used to be like really exploitative, like even more so. And I think Korea is just like behind. And so they're still able to like jail children <laughs> and starve. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have a friend, I'll be like incredibly vague to not be doxy, but I have a friend who's worked on some like, you know, HBO, Netflix, Hulu type shows. Um, and she said, she's told me that the sets are incredibly sanitized now. Like yeah. post me, like post me too. It's yeah. like, there's like tons of handlers everywhere. People are constantly asking you how you're feeling. If right. you're okay. She's actually done a sex scene. And she said the intimacy coordinator, like might as well have been in the bed with them. <laughs> like it was like, just very, very managed, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There was zero. There was zero pressure to like right. uh, act. It's a lot safer. Right? Yeah, I think it is safer um, overall. All right, let's. I do want to do a final before we get off. We're not. We're not. We still have some time, but I want to touch on Ezra Miller. Do you know who Ezra Miller is? A eh? only from like you talking about him, but yeah, or them, or whatever. We'll do him. So he's like, I, I can't say them for that long. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't, it doesn't offend you, Rad Femme. Uh, I don't think it does. But uh, That's not a real thing. No, it's not real. Um, I just think it's funny because, so I don't know. There's two ways to look at this. Like for, so I, I actually, so Ezra Miller is from Jersey and I've weirdly met his dad. Hmm. <laughs> he's a very scary guy. Um, he's he's like a high up like publishing exec guy. Of course, um, it's baby. Yeah, there's they they always come. They're always come from somewhere. But yeah. um, I like find it fascinating, like the media narrative around Ezra Miller, because it seems like because he's tried to claim some sort of trans identity. Like no one's allowed to talk about the fact that he just like beats women. And I just yeah. think that that's crazy because the stuff he's done is like really bad. Like he's really like hurt, like multiple women. I think he's like know? kidnapped people. Like <laughs> God, like completely insane. He's like violent. He's kidnapping people. Like it's, it's, wow. it's complete. Like this person is, clearly unstable and like kind of sociopathic um but yeah you can just get out of that by just not identifying as a man it's kind of crazy yeah. let me read some of his crimes for the audience his <laughs> literally controversies and legal issues the first <laughs> one is strangling incident <laughs> That's the first one on his Wikipedia page. And so he's he's strangled some woman at a bar in Reykjavik, Iceland, and it was oh hate. Oh my god! Um, and apparently, the excuse was a representative said that the strangulation was a spontaneous reaction spurred by a group of teenagers taunting Miller over Miller's mixed martial arts skills. So and he strangled someone. 
and that he did not strangle the woman but went at her collarbone so that's what a weird excuse <laughs> the collarbone um, defense yeah. the collarbone de- also like they're making fun of my my mixed martial arts <laughs> yeah. so i had so to weird. beat him up so i had to so i had to choke out a woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the other so here's the other ones in hawaii he was arrested following what police said was a physical altercation with patrons um and at a bar and he said he became enraged by being accosted by a Nazi. Um, <laughs> and then he was, Miller was again taken into custody three weeks later at the Lalani estate subdivision in some town I can't pronounce. Um, he threw a chair at a 26 year old woman and left a half inch cut on her forehead after being told to leave a private residence. Normal. Um, so that's that's not great. And then another time in Hawaii, he's just really been terrorizing the poor island nation that's had so much <laughs> happen to them. Um, another time in Hawaii, he barged into a bedroom of a couple and threatened to steal their passports, passports after an altercation at a karaoke bar. <laughs> he went into their hotel room. <laughs> this is oh God, really like, like just... Oh my God, it keeps, it keeps going farther. So then there's this other one called Relationship with Dakota Ironize. This one I kind of know about. He's, he's been like living with this uh, Native American girl since she was 12 for like the last six years. Oh God. And her parents like don't really know where she is. And they've been, try- they've been trying to get her back. And yeah. she's just- My mom not- like knows the parents what? actually- Really? What yeah. did she say? About it? I, she was just telling me about this. She's like, do you know who Ezra Miller is? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah. So these like people I used to like teach with like years ago, like their daughter has been like kind of low-key kidnapped by him. I couldn't believe it. It was just, it was a weird connection. But um, yeah, my mom used to like live out in South Dakota. So she knows um, like a lot of Native people. And uh, it's just a wild story. Like he's completely, this is clearly like the son of, he just, he's so like all his crimes. So have the vibe of like spoiled narcissistic child, you know, like, he is, he is a rich kid. I can't yeah, even read all these. There's, a whole, um, there's this whole section called Vermont farm incidents. Yeah, see, <laughs> possibly this is public persona is it he's kind of like soft boy Mm -hmm. type guy yeah yeah but he's like secretly very violent and unstable Mm -hmm. and narcissistic yeah he's a very obviously a very violent person and he's obviously i I can't think of any the the people your mom knows like i can't think of anything more definitionally grooming than that yeah taking a 12 year old and having what, even if nothing physically sexual is happening, that's very bizarre to take a 12 year old. You're not related to and extremely move them them into your house, regardless of what's, what's going on. Yeah. That's a very similar story to, um, to one of these all right guys, actually. He like kidnapped this. She was, like, 18, I think, but she was, like, severely autistic, and her therapist said she had, like, the capacity of a 10-year-old. And he, like, 
like she did not she did not have like guardianship like over herself you know her parents were still her guardians and he uh kidnapped her so who was that someone on twitter or something? yeah jf jrp he's like he's a frog he's a quebecois you know they're all perverts like that so. yes, and plus that. he's like far right so it's just funny i've noticed there's so much overlap between actually like psychologically these a lot of these people have such similar profiles to each other like yeah and then people who like get really really mad about the (laughs) not that i like these pronouns either but like i don't know the type of people that are like we need to kill the troons and the people that like (laughs) the people who are like ezra militier that are it's funny these people they're, they're just very similar like, even down to the crimes they commit are like the same yeah oh for sure i mean it's back to the yeah like being obsessed with like whatever black guys fucking your wife right yeah. but i mean when, when i just my alarm bells go off when men are too invested in any sort of like political ideology but they're just they're they're too focused on it like that's there's something dysfunctional going on. There is some, yeah, I just, I mean, I guess back to the Ezra thing for a minute, I just find it really interesting that the media like can't, I mean, obviously they've published all these articles and this stuff is all out there, but they can't seem to condemn him the way they would a man who had done all these things who didn't identify as non-binary. And I just find that so crazy because I'm just like, why are you treating him any differently? I mean, to be perfectly honest, a woman would never behave this way, but like a a, a woman, I'm using that word as in what a woman means, right. but I'm just saying like a woman would never, would pro- very few women would act this way. They, would, yeah, they wouldn't have. Very few. Very women, I, I've met some BPD women in my life. Some of them are my very close friends and I've seen women do some crazy shit, but very rarely physical violence. Yeah. yeah it's not like that. It's, it's, more yeah, psycho- yeah. it's more psychological violence, but, um, but yeah, I just can't believe that they like, like they just can't, the media can't seem to like condemn him in the same way just because he says he's a, they, them. I also saw this video when I did like a minor bit of research um, before the pod of him getting arrested in Hawaii where he started screaming, I demand to be searched by a female officer. I am transgender. If a male, if a male officer touches me, that's sexual assault. He's not even saying he's a she. No, no, he just, and then I also found this article today that I thought was crazy that they, they didn't even call any of it. They didn't even refer to what his allegations were. They just used the phrase misconduct allegation. <laughs> wow. And I was like, it's just getting vaguer and vaguer. Like, I think that the phrase sexual misconduct is already extremely vague, right? Like, I think we should like use the words that are whatever it means. Like I, I'd rather be like rather sexual misconduct i want to i want to we should use groped or whatever like we should just use like a word that means what happened mm-hmm. but misconduct allegations is like it's most- almost like naughty like oh like he just did something like, you know what yeah, I mean? like he said hey toots or something like, <laughs> like a toddler <laughs> <laughs> <It's> bad <laughs> 
I just wonder, like, this is my, like, final, like, Ezra Miller thought, but I just wonder if, like, he has, like, just shit tons of crap on some people in Hollywood because he was, like, a child star. Um, But I'm just, like, that probably can't be it because they would just kill his ass. So my other theory is that, like, he would just, like, overdose, like, whatever that guy's name was, the River Phoenix or whatever. They would would just get rid of him if there was something like that. So I just, I, I, I think that it's mostly just they spend so much fucking money on this movie <laughs> and they, they can't figure out a way to, they're like, wow, we spent $70 million on this goddamn movie. Like What movie? The, the Flash. What's coming oh. out this week. It's like oh. a Marvel. Yeah. So they just can't figure out a way to like, they just kind of are like, fuck it. We have to do it. We, we can't reshoot this, you know, whatever a hundred I, I don't even know how much if he continues to have a career after this are they just doing this for the money so they can get through this you know so the movie doesn't flop and then after that like that's it he's done or is he gonna still continue like acting and all this crap yeah i guess that'll be the real test i don't know i mean they're, they're only they only let him do this one press commitment this like mm-hmm. they're not letting him do any of the touring and stuff that so. makes sense. yeah um, our- well, in some sense, they're also like creating sort of a social incentive for people to like, uh, whatever, adopt and promote gender ideology in order to like excuse their whatever uh, misconduct. Well, you do see that already quite a bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just I think there's kind of, and this has already been in like the literature since like the '70s, but there's kind of like two types of men who transition and there's just there's men who are just like basically very feminine gay men and like the dolls you know yeah and there's these men who i think do it for like very narcissistic reasons like they just want this attention and this excuse right and if you've ever gone on like these reddits about women who talk about their husband transitioning when like it's usually like in middle age when they're 40 and they're lesbians quote, you know, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like that type of, it's clearly just narcissism when how these women, the, the stories they share about them are very like, it's like they, they couldn't handle like all the attention being off of them with the kids and the wife and everything. And they just got to revert back to like, becoming a toddler again and having like all the excuses in the world to behave terribly and to have everyone in the house kind of cater to them because they're transitioning and it's, it's so hard. And I know. And these poor women probably feel like they can't say shit. Yeah. It's like, it's like, if you say anything, it's like, you're, you're transphobic. Yeah. You're transphobic. You're like going against, your husband's wives i don't even know what word to use uh like you're you're demeaning their journey or something right Ugh, i would hate to be in that position it is my nightmare <laughs> it's a very narcissistic profile and i definitely think that's what ezra's doing with this they them stuff yeah well, A, maybe we should adopt today then. We'll never be criticized again. <laughs> well, we need to wait until some shit comes at us and then yeah, drop really the bomb. Bad. Yeah. yeah, so far we're doing okay. Just some minor transphobia allegations, which 
I, I, I reject. Um, well, Radfem, it was so fun talking to you. I think we'll probably wrap it up here if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love Radfem Hitler. She's at Radfem Hitler and we'll definitely have you back sometime. Thanks for taking some time with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Joining. All right. Bye guys. Love bye. you.